Hello, my name is Jessica Owen and I'm part of the team here at WTIN and this is the WTIN podcast. Join me and my guests every month as we talk about new and interesting innovations from across the textile and apparel industry. Whether it's talking to sustainable startups, quizzing experts on the latest research and development, or chatting to companies about their most recent products, you can rest assured that the WTIN podcast will connect you with everything you need to know. For this last podcast of the year, I am joined by Lisa Kennedy, who is the Vice President of Strategic Partnerships at Genomatica. Lisa talks about the company's bio-based processes such as BioNylon and how companies such as Lululemon are helping to commercialise this sustainable alternative. Well, hello, Lisa, and welcome to the WTIN podcast, all the way from San Diego, as I understand. So how are you? I'm doing great. How are you doing today? Yes, I'm all right. Thank you. I'm sure it's much nicer in San Diego than it is in miserable old England, though, at the moment. <laughs> You'd be surprised, actually. In fact, today's a rainy day, but it's, it's, a, rare, it's a rare rainy day. Right. OK. And I mean, are you getting in the Christmas spirit yet there? I mean, what's life like? Absolutely. Um, you know, just a few weeks before Christmas, I have a, a little toddler, so it's hard not to. It's it's extra fun time of the year. So I'm definitely enjoying every moment leading up to, to the holidays. Yeah, yeah. They say Christmas is all about the children, don't they? So, mm-hmm. oh, that must be lovely. <laughs> well, I mean, thank you so much for joining me on the podcast today. I mean, um, as we were talking before this, I attended performance days virtually the other week and um, Eric from Genomatica was talking on a panel there. So it's really good to sort of finally talk about, you know, bio nylon and your other endeavours today. So, yeah, thank you very much for joining me. Thank you. I, I appreciate being here and uh, very grateful for the opportunity uh, to, to talk a little bit more about Genomatica and what we're doing in the world of textiles. Yes, yes. So, I mean, first question then, I mean, what does Genomatica do exactly? And, and, and how did the company start out? Because as I understand it, you guys have actually been around for, well, about 20 years and you, you're working on this bio nylon, as I've mentioned, but I, I heard that you actually began life sort of in, in plastics and cosmetics. Yeah, we've had a really long history and, and certainly the company has evolved, as you mentioned, well over 20 years. Um, you know, what we so we're based here in San Diego, California, and, you know, we've been thinking over the years that there is a significant opportunity to really rethink and redesign how we make our stuff. And at Genomatica, we harness synthetic biology to remake key ingredients that are used in everyday products um, through a clean manufacturing. And so some of this clean manufacturing, more specifically getting kind of honed in, is using biotechnology and fermentation to turn naturally derived ingredients such as sugar into those chemical building blocks used to make more sustainable materials and deliver on the technologies, even at commercial scale. And so what was your first product then? Yeah, so um, the first product that we started developing is a chemical called 1,4-butane-diol. It's it's a mouthful. Mm -hmm. Um, And in short, we call it BDO. And so BDO uh, was the first process technology that was developed at Genomatica. And it's made from renewable resources, as I mentioned, like sugar. Uh, We've licensed this technology, so we've developed it here in San Diego. 
Uh, we've scaled it up with number of partners, and then we've licensed it to chemical companies. And Novamont has been the first company. They're an Italian-based organization. Mm-hmm. And many years ago, uh, they took a license and they began manufacturing in northeastern Italy. Um, and they now produce over 30,000 tons a year, mostly used for captive use. Uh, BDO for them, for Novamont, is used mainly for for biodegradable plastics or single-use plastic bags, for example. But BDO is also a very critical ingredient for a number of other applications, such as an ingredient that ends up making spandex fiber. So it's a very large market. Uh, Traditionally, BDO is fossil fuel based. And so now we have the opportunity through our technology to make that same chemical from renewable sources of carbon. And one other thing, um, interesting um, element of this business is we've um, have another licensee that's currently building a manufacturing plant in the United States. Uh, it's Cargill and Helm. Mm-hmm. Um, so Cargill is traditionally an agriculture company and Helm is a traditional uh, chemical distributor um, out of, even though they have a global footprint, they're based out of uh, Europe. And so they've announced a second or excuse me, a plant, a commercial plant, which is expected to come online in the Midwest for about a hundred thousand tons of bio-based BDO. Right. So this okay. is just another point of a point of the technology and validation um, of of the markets as there's continued interest in more of these renewable ingredients. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And it's interesting because scale, when I mean, anyone who listens to this podcast knows that the startups I've spoken to scale is usually the issue. But if you're producing Uh on that level, then you know, you guys are really doing quite well. (laughs) Uh, You're absolutely right. I mean, there's the first challenge is getting the technology to work and then absolutely then realizing that at scale. Mm. Um, And so we've, we've certainly don't get me wrong. It theoretically, it sounds simple, but in practice, it, it definitely has its challenges, but we've been able to work really closely with partners to understand how to scale and to apply those learnings now into the next generation of technologies that we bring to market. Mm, right. Okay. Um, and this Gino BDO then, you're saying it can be used for spandex. So are we talking, you know, like the spandex leotards and stuff, you know, textile applications? Exactly, exactly. Mm-hmm. So uh, BDO is a precursor uh, to a, a another chemical called THF, uh, which is then used as the key raw material to make elastane fibers. Um, and so absolutely accurate. So bio-based BDO can now go in to be one of the core building blocks to make elastane or spandex fibers for the market. Mm, okay, interesting. I mean, I've not actually heard a lot of innovation in that area. People are talking about the polyester and the nylon and even cotton and things, but I hadn't realized that such progress was being made in the spandex area. I mean, was that quite difficult to achieve? How, I mean, how long has it taken? Is it, has it taken the full 20 years to get to this point? <laughs> I, I glad to say it has not. I think, uh, <laughs> I mean, innovation does take time and commitment. Um, it, it has, the company has evolved in terms of the business itself and also developing the core technology platform that enables then the specific development of these technologies, for example, for BDO. So the BDO journey took us about five years um, from conception until completion or, or validation at scale. Mm-hmm. Um, as we now apply those learnings, similarly to the learnings that we've 
we've had with BDO from um, a scale-up perspective. We're applying all those learnings to the next generation of technologies we're developing, such as uh, bio-nylon ingredients. And so Mm -hmm. our view is that we should now be able to further accelerate uh, those timelines by using those learnings, as well as partnering with key uh, players across the value chain or supply chain uh, to bring these products to market. Mm, okay, right. And I mean, before we sort of talk about bio nylon, um, I understand there's another product sort of in this area. And is that butadine? <laughs> Can't pronounce it. Is that right? <laughs> That's right. I know these chemical terminologies and names are, are a mouthful. I know. Uh, yep, yeah, you, you practically had it. It's butylene glycol. Uh-huh. And, and so it, this is actually a great story uh, from an acceleration timing perspective. So this is our, our second commercial product. Uh, we were able to, it's basically the first one's 1,4 butane dial. This one is 1,3 uh, butane mm-hmm. dial. So there's clearly some similarities, but ultimately that subtle change creates a very different opportunity and different marketplace for this other chemical. In fact, we, we have a trade name for it. It's called Brontide. Mm-hmm. And um, it's a naturally sourced ingredient um, that is used as uh, an ingredient mainly in the cosmetic industry. So it's a humectant. It causes and allows for very soft moisture feeling um, and used in a number of different applications related to personal care. Uh-huh. Um, so uh, Genomatica applied, again, the learnings um, and were able to quickly demonstrate a process uh, that produced bio-based uh, butylene glycol. Um, we've established uh, direct sales with, with uh, companies to supply this key ingredient. Uh, we have a distribution network. And so we had slightly shift in business model, right? The first BDO, mm-hmm. we light, we developed technology and license. The second, we developed the technology and we are now the producer and supplier to the market. Um, so we have, I would say over the years, evolved as an organization to have a little bit more fluidity and openness to how we conduct business in the marketplace. Um, and as now we're, we're considering, you know, different ways of how we um, commercialize future technologies, such as, for example, nylons and other ingredients for personal or in, um, industrial purposes as well. Mm-hmm. And we I mean, have a very I- deep portfolio. <laughs> yeah, it sounds it. And I mean, like you, you've just sort of hit the nail on the head, really. I mean, I know you guys have been in this industry for a while, but it's still you're still learning this is still a very new area and like I think every startup every company that's trying something out here is like just learning as they go along so as you Mm -hmm. say the more products you make surely the quicker and the better it will they'll be in theory yeah exactly it it, absolutely right and you know we're seeing really um, a shift in the market as well um, and so we really see the ability to drive major impact, mm. you know, by focusing on widely existing uh, target ingredients as well, um, and really just substituting the feedstock, right? So instead of fossil fuel uh, based feedstocks, now we're looking at renewable feedstocks. And as exactly as you mentioned, um, through the, the last two decades, applying all those learnings uh, into the next type of technologies and products that we're looking to um, develop and uh, commercialize as well. Yes. And then the next product that we're going to come on to then, um, the one that has 
well, I'm most intrigued by anyway, is this bio nylon. So, I mean, how long has it taken you to find a sustainable alternative to this? I mean, are you using the same feedstock again or something different? Yeah, it's, it's in fact, uh, same feedstock. So using renewable carbon, such as sugar, mm-hmm. and applying it um, through our proprietary process, which ultimately is fermentation. It's fermentation-based. So if you can imagine going to a brewery or a winery, um, you see the big fermentation tanks. Mm-hmm. And ultimately, those processes take the carbon from different feedstocks like grapes and provide it with a yeast, which is a microorganism. Mm-hmm. And it converts that renewable carbon into ethanol. So what we do at Genomatica is we're able to engineer microorganisms to effectively convert carbon from renewable resources and mm-hmm. convert it to specific ingredients. So you can imagine precursors to nylon or BDO, uh, the example I just provided. And then we ensure beyond the fermentation stage that we apply other parts of the proprietary process that purifies it to meet industry specification. And so ultimately your result pro- your resulting product is the exact same that what you're using today, but again, it's a different feedstock. It's more renewable. It's made more sustainably in a Mm -hmm. different, better way. Um, And so for the nylon story or journey that we've been taking, um, it it started back in about 2017. Mm -hmm. Uh, We we announced a partnership with Aquafil, uh, another Italian firm, a uh, very well-known, uh, innovative company that's mm. focused on uh, nylon fiber materials, such as carpet fiber and textile fiber. But in addition to that, they've developed a really interesting technology uh, called Econeal, which is recycled nylon or regenerative nylon. Mm. And so they had a lot of know-how and innovation around new technology development for nylon. Um, and understanding what the needs and requirements are for the feedstock to make nylon. So it was just a natural fit. Um, Two like-minded companies who were sustainably driven, had innovative like mindset. Uh, So we collaborated. Uh, So we use technology, the baseline of Genomatica, and we work very closely with Aquafil on the downstream portion. So as you can imagine, the purification and those steps Um, towards the end of the process. And over the years, we've been able to advance the technology, uh, whereby, in fact, we announced about uh, a year ago, um, our intent to scale the technology um, to pre-commercial scale. So it's something that we call demonstration scale on the technical side, but it really Mm -hmm. is a pre-commercial stage. So it's the final stage before commercialization. And it's a time in which you're producing multi-ton Um, And you're validating the technology, you're getting and producing enough volume to start working with downstream players to evaluate, get feedback, and maybe do some early pre-marketing activities as well. Mm. Um, And so um, that's actually what we're kickstarting here in December, and that will carry through into uh, the next maybe just over a year. Um, So most of 22 and perhaps into 23 as well. So it's an exciting time uh, for the technology. And then now, you know, also being able to produce tangible material uh, for our other partners to test and, and to use. 
Mm, yeah I mean there's so much I want to ask about this because I mean as you said I think there's already actually an announcement with them Lululemon isn't there on this sort of like now that you can scale you can actually afford to announce collaborations and say how you're going to implement it Um, but before I sort of um, go into that a bit more can I just ask a bit more about the feedstock that you're using? Um, Yeah of course. Well I ask because at performance days uh, a big topic was about whether there's enough sort of alternative feedstocks to support sustainable nylon. So from the recycled nylon point of view, they were saying, are there enough fishing nets? Are there enough tires, that kind of thing to, to, you know, make it feasible that we could just altogether get rid of, you know, crude oil nylon and, and use the sustainable. So, I mean, do you foresee any problems with the feedstock you're using or, or do you think it could replace conventional nylon altogether perhaps I mean, it's it's a great question to ask because also uh, bio nylon isn't the only bio-based ingredient uh, that looks to get into the market there's mm-hmm. video there's also polyester that other companies are working on um, so it's absolutely an important topic that needs to be addressed and you know there are generations of feedstock to consider so you know, what we're looking at at this first generation to get the technology in market is to use first generation feedstock. So it's established industry. There's already a significant amount of available raw material to supply, let's call it the chemical ingredient space, like what mm-hmm. Geniomatica is trying to uh, accomplish. Um, there's also the means of increasing the yield and improving the existing technology. So that's, you know, one particular phase. And I will share um, uh, one, one data point. Um, if we were to build a 50,000 ton per year plant in the U.S., I believe the number was 0.005% of the U.S. You know, renewable material available. So it's, it's very small. Now, mm. We, we want more than a single plant, right? So I think the question is more looking in the long run. Um, so I, I addressed the, gener- the first generation of what's available today and then potential improvements. There's also the potential to tap into second generation. Uh, I know there's several companies looking to exploit and make available carbohydrates coming from biomass, for example. Mm. And then the third generation is waste. So how can we take either CO2 or waste, literally municipal solid waste, and convert that back into materials? And so Genomatica is looking at all possibilities, and we're constantly talking to to companies who are in, in some of these other sectors to see how we can work together to apply the learnings and understanding so we could keep in mind, you know, the near-term opportunity versus the mid and long-term. Uh, but again, I think it is certainly a discussion and conversation that needs to continue to be had um, as it's an important element, I think, for the overall success of, of the bioeconomy or the circular economy. Mm. Well, I mean, that's quite exciting, actually, then. I didn't realise there were quite so many, you know, generations you can rely on for feedstock. And I mean, I guess you could also argue that your company alone isn't having to do it and your sorry, your method. Um, you have got the 
aquafil econal econal econial yeah that's that's the one they they're still going to have their sort of influence like it's about you know mitigating isn't it all your different sources mm-hmm. instead of just relying on oil and, and and that's it so no okay that's quite interesting I, I learned something new today anyway <laughs> yeah yeah and I, I mean I I don't expect you know once bio nylon's available that all of a sudden we're going to turn off all the petro plants it, it's a process and it's a mm-hmm. journey and the world needs nylon amongst other materials you know for many different purposes mm-hmm. um and so you know it is an important material uh, so I think it's how, how do we balance and how do we plan for the future mm-hmm. um, and looking at improvements of existing technologies and then also, you know, supporting to the new innovations that are coming online. Because that that's an important element, I think, for the innovation is to have, you know, key partners across the supply chain come together, united to really pull through these innovations uh, to realize them commercially. Mm, yeah which brings us quite nicely back to this partnership with lululemon (laughs) so i mean uh when i mean i saw the original press release and from reading between the lines i'm imagining like sports leggings that kind of thing i mean are you able to sort of tell us any more about what's going to come out of this collaboration yeah yeah of course so um you know we're very excited to have lululemon as a strategic partner Mm. Uh, you know, as an innovator and as a company that has traditionally worked with, you know, very closely with chemical companies, this is, I think, where we are in an evolution of, of the marketplace. Um, it's really uh, leapfrogging, I think, us into, into the next phase of, of bringing these innovations to market. You know, nylon is a significant and very critical, important raw material for Lululemon. Uh, as they, they have a wide range of products, uh, like such as you mentioned, pants and, and other materials, or excuse me, products that use it. But nylon represents the most widely used synthetical, synthetic material um, in their portfolio. Mm. Um, and if you, it, you know, they have uh, announced back in 2020, um, their impact agenda goals, and they're looking to transition nylon that they source to renewable or recycled by 2030 and commit to launching alternative platforms by 2025. Mm. And so certainly in the relationship with Genomatica, they're making the strides to, I would say, see those objectives through. And so we're working together in a multi-year program, and certainly for them to gain early access to renewable nylon, mm-hmm. but there's also an equity component to the relationship, uh, which is really exciting for us um, as it represents Lululemon's first equity investment into a sustainable materials company. Mm. And so we're, we're excited by it, you know, as I mentioned before, in terms of coming together with Aquafil, similarly with Lululemon, we have aligned values and objectives. Um, so it, it became really, I would say, there was a nice alignment from the very beginning. Mm. You know, we both actively wanted to lead a transition to a more sustainable future. And we're doing it. And so we're excited. You know, the journey is just starting. We just uh, made this announcement just a few months back. Uh, There's a lot of work to do, um, but we're thrilled about them being our foundational, you know, brand partner in this journey. Um, You know, there are, there also want to share that, you know, we have big interest to work with others as well, Um, brand Mm -hmm. owners and other 
uh, value chain partners. Um, I mentioned um, for BDO plant capacity being 30,000 ton per year with Novamont and 100,000 ton for Cargill. Um, you can imagine for this product, it's going to be somewhere in that range as well. Mm. And there's not one single brand that can act that can tap into all that volume. Um, so it's certainly uh, a, a team or community effort. Um, so we really want to say to, to basically the brands and to others, you know, if you'd like to join and participate, even at this pre-commercial stage, you know, we'd love to work uh, with a number of other companies as well to, to see and create stories around the use of BioNylon in, in their products. Mm, well, I mean, I love that. I mean, most of the companies I've spoken to said, oh, you know, we, there's, we, we can't tap into this because there's not enough to go around. And you've got the opposite problem, which <laughs> must be so nice to have. Uh, quite refreshing, yeah. actually, when it comes to sustainability. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I think, you know, just naturally where we are in the stage of our program, um, as I, going into this next year, targeting to produce multi-tons, it, it allows for much greater opportunity because, you have now tangible material for companies to work with, which really shifts the way we, we engage with people and the stories that we can tell. Mm. Because uh, I will tell you, I, um, you know, my family sometimes still doesn't even know what I do, <laughs> but when I can actually show them a product um, and says, you know, like this Lululemon yoga pant is made with nylon and, you know, our organization, Genomatica can make you know, the building blocks to make nylon now from renewable material, it just, I think there's a creativity and openness to what we do, it, it becomes more real. Um, and so we're, we're excited to be at this critical point within this journey. Mm. Yeah, it is important, because, as you say that, I mean, there are so many companies because of me doing this job that I, I know of. So when I walk into a store, I will naturally look at the hang tag to just see, you know, if any of the companies mm -hmm. I've interviewed have actually turned up in this product. And I mean, the big ones out there that people know of is like Gore-Tex and, you know, 3M Thinsulate mm -hmm. and stuff like that. So they're sort of, you know, becoming a bit more well known among consumers. But as you say, like, I don't think half the people realize that someone like Gina Matica is behind, you know, these sustainable leggings that Lululemon now offers or another brand. So it is quite exciting for you guys. And as you, as you say, you can actually point something and just show someone what you do. It makes life a lot easier to explain if you can do that. So going back to this relationship then, how, I mean, have you made prototypes yet? I mean, I'm trying to work out whether you produce like a pellet or, or, and how that actually gets either knitted. I mean, what are you learning in these collaborations? Are you having to tweak your chemistry at all? Or, I mean, what are you, what challenges are you sort of facing at the moment with developing these new products? Yeah, no, it's a great question. I, we're constantly learning and applying learnings to further optimize the technology. Uh, because ultimately, we want to drive performance, we want to have mm. the best possible quality. Because ultimately, when we hand product over, we want it to work the same uh, mm. with, you know, just ease. And um, in our partnership with Aquafil, they are very well integrated. So together, uh, we're producing the key raw ingredient for nylon and then pelletizing it, right, to produce the resin, and then spinning that into fibers for textile and carpet, and working with 
and plan to work with other organizations to then take that pellet and perhaps make film because nylon's used in food packaging, for example, or packaging mm. for other products. It's also used in engineering plastics for automotive um, applications or electrical applications, for example. So there is the huge market is in textile. Um, but again, there is this world of other applications that require uh, different performance parameters and qualification uh, than textile. So we'll be working, you know, across the diverse group of companies uh, to apply this into those different products. Yeah, that, that is one exciting thing about nylon, I think, is that um, all the trims can be made from nylon as well. So I think there's, I can't think off the top of my head, but I'm sure there's a company who's made 100% recycled nylon jackets. And if you can use one material, again, that adds to the sustainability of it, because you don't have to sort all the different components if you want to, you know, give it a second life. So that's sort of another thing that you're, yeah. um, well, you're, you've got that possibility, which is great. Yeah, yeah, you raise a, a great point. Um, it does. It, it, if you can design with the end in mind, uh, and design a product that has 100% nylon six, for example, and that's made from renewable nylon, you can imagine then taking that product and recycling it through Econeal, you mm. know, like I said, Aquafil's regenerative nylon process. And nylon is now circular uh, from the beginning of life story through the end of life. Um, but again, you have to think about the source of the material and then also the design. So it's becoming mm. a process, I think, of just being mindful and thoughtful of how products are used and sourced. And, um, you know, we've been having really intriguing conversations across uh, the textile world uh, about how to th- rethink to use nylon in, in interesting ways such as that. Mm. So, I mean, how many years do you think it will be until what we're talking about today becomes reality? Is it maybe 10, 20, less than that, more than that? Um, you know, our, our goal is, is less than that. Um, <laughs> we certainly want to see uh, technology hit the market um, in, in the next several years. Of course, uh, there is the, um, I would say, demonstration of the technology, which will be happening, as I mentioned, into next year. Uh, but then you'd also think the build out of a commercial facility takes a bit of time as well. Um, mm-hmm. So certainly well under 10 years um, would be our, our target, um, even less than five. And so we're, we're hoping to have large market presence and building and working with target companies ahead of that in a pre-commercial way, um, just so that when the commercial facility is up and running, that we're not starting at time zero. Um, and, and so we know, we know it takes time to evaluate and also to begin to market, um, this product. And so that's, that's really what we're trying to establish here going into next year. Mm. Oh, exciting. I I love the fact that in my lifetime easily, hopefully if everything goes according to plan, that we'll see all these technologies. I mean, yeah, it's a really interesting time to be in this industry, I think. Um, Now, unfortunately, we're running out of time, but before I have to wrap up and let you go, I mean, does Gina Matica have any other plans for 2022 and beyond? Is it is it looking to other sort of 
solutions in the textile field or, or elsewhere? I mean, have you got your hands full at the moment? That's enough to get going with. <laughs> <laughs> well, we are thinking about the next generation. Um, so nylon is a very strategic core part of what we're doing at Genomatica. In fact, we have technology for other nylons as well, even mm. beyond nylon six. Um, so from other commodity-based nylons to specialty nylons as well uh, that have potential impact in that in the, the world of textile. Um, there are also other materials you could consider that might be applicable when it comes to coatings um, mm. or, or dyes um, that we're thinking through and exploring within Genomatica. And so I, I'd also say one of the elements that's important as we consider what goes through our pipeline, you know, we, we of course look at uh, the technical fit um, as well as economic, but then the market interest. And so it's always very important that we invite, you know, the discussions, you know, across industries to say what's important to, the, to an industry hmm. uh, to look at either a new way of process to process an ingredient or make it more sustainable. And so again, just welcome those conversations with the audience. Um, it's, it's a very critical part, I think, of our process. And, you know, we, we certainly think that now at this moment, it's, uh, it's the right time. And we're really trying to um, make a positive impact um, in the world and, and how we think about materials. Yeah, definitely. Well, I mean, as I said, Lisa, we're running out on time, unfortunately. But I mean, thank you so much for coming on the show and, and telling us all about the innovative work that you're doing at Genomatica. Um, I mean, we'll have to keep an eye on you guys. There's clearly a lot in the pipeline. So, I mean, thank you again and, and all the best for New Year. Thank you so much for having me. It was a lot of fun and appreciate the great conversation. 